0: Hey guys, welcome to Get Life Podcast. It's pretty exciting. we finally got another person on and it's Jacob. What's up, you guys? What was that? Me. <laughs> Are you going to speak in like this really deep voice for the whole episode? Like, hey guys. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Uh, Me neither. Jacob, I don't know either. But you know what? We're excited today because we are going to talk about Samurai Warriors 5, a.k.a. Sengoku Musou 5. Oh, absolutely. recently got announced. But before we get into it, I just want to thank our sponsors, Japan Crate, Crunchyroll and J-List. You'll be hearing advertisements for them throughout the episode. So let's get into it. Jacob, what did you think of the announcement? I know it was a bit weird because we got it announced during a Nintendo Direct of all things, but what do you think of this announcement?
1: First off, when I first saw, like, I guess, it was weird, but I was, I'm so used to like, you know, being like Oda troops, being like the purple troops and all that. And so so it's like, as soon as I saw like the Oda crest and the purple, I was like, wait, this is samurai warriors. Like not even five seconds in. I was like, oh my God, this is samurai warriors. And I was like, wait, wh- who are, who are these characters? <laughs> it's, it's like samurai warriors five and the Unaga, young Mitsuhide, what? <laughs> So I was, like, I was, like, very taken aback. And it's, like, this is so different. Like, like you cannot even compare it to, like, Beard of... What's it called? Spirit of Sanada. I'm so I'm so sorry. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, Spirit of Sanada.
1: Yeah, and it's like I was like I was just taken aback. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to think or say. But I was really happy that we finally got Samurai Warriors 5 after such a long time of waiting. How long has it been since Samurai Warriors 4? Like
0: six, seven years. Samurai Warriors 4, the original, the base game, was released in 2014. Yeah, so it's been a long time since then. It's been like seven years as you said so that's it's it's been a long long time since we got a new introduction into the samurai warriors franchise and what is interesting about it is because i didn't watch a nintendo direct i don't really watch these nintendo directs anymore because i'm like oh so boring but i got the press release as soon as it came out so nathan sent that press release i'm guessing to all the press and i got it and i was like fuck, what the hell like what Samurai Warriors 5, Ninja Gaiden, like, what is going on, Koei? And it made me really happy on the inside to see that we're getting a new Musou game that isn't, you know, a spin-off, do you know what I mean? So I'm very happy that we're getting this, and I was just excited as well. I wasn't, like, I had to go back and watch the trailers, and I was like, oh my god, this art style's amazing, and this is great, and I just fangirled, like, I had a fangirl moment inside. I was just like, I am at peace, and I really love the fact that Koei is taking a new fresh, I don't know how to explain it, a new fresh take on this beloved franchise. I know sometimes that Samurai Warriors kind of gets shunned a little bit because Dynasty Warriors is just such a big game. Do you know what I mean? I feel that Samurai Warriors doesn't really always get enough of the love that it kind of deserves really. So I'm glad that it got announced at a Nintendo Direct. So even though people who don't necessarily know about Koei, you know, or know about Samurai Warriors, could jump into this game. Because I saw a lot of people on Twitter having the same reaction, not necessarily Chloe fans, but just people watching the direct live. And were, their reactions were very positive. And people were like, oh my god, what is this game? I like it. It looks awesome. So yeah. to me, it feels like this could be a resurgence of the Musou genre. It could really bring more people into the genre. And that's what is the most exciting thing about it. Not necessarily the gameplay, not necessarily anything that we've seen, but just the fact that it exists was so exciting.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I'm used to Koei with Samurai Warriors. I'm like, um, they usually give us, like, um, an announcement, like, two or three years in advance for Samurai Warriors. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, it's in development. Don't worry. Like, they show us, like, the title logo, and that's it. And now it's like, you get the trailer, like, the very first trailer, which is already kind of, like, at least it has English subs, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like... Uh, Yeah, by the way, it's coming in summer. And I'm like, like,
0: this year's summer? And they're like, yeah, this year's summer. I'm like, what the f***? It's great because for me, it makes me think that Koei is very conscious about actually how they're going to do announcements. Because I'll be honest with you, I'll be the first one to say I don't think they handled Dynasty Warriors 9 the best in terms of how news was given to us. And we didn't necessarily get videos and things like this and and Mm -hmm. more announcements and just taking a look at gameplay and all that kind of stuff but each month koei has announced that we are going to see live streams featuring mm-hmm. gameplay new character reveals how musos are going to work the story developments etc and that's what is fantastic to me because it shows that KoE are listening and that Koei really wants to show everyone that hey this is the game that we made especially now that the development team is quite young a lot of them are fans of the original you know samurai warriors games and dynasty warriors games before they even joined omega force so this new generation of game developers in japan really want to show off the stuff that they've made and i love the communication there And that is another exciting thing to me. So I'm very positive. I know some people may have mixed feelings, which we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, what you guys think about the Samurai Warriors 5, but I am truly excited for it. I just, I'm just hyped. I'm just hyped. And the fact that it was during a Nintendo Direct, that was another thing. It was like I got a press release recently about New Game Plus Expo, and KoE usually makes announcements there, or they normally like talk about it and have like a press event at New Game Plus Expo, that digital expo. But this year they didn't, and it made me think. I was like, "Hmm, what does that mean?" Because obviously we got Riser Two, and we got Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and Neo Two—awesome games right? But those were really at just the beginning of the year, like within the first two months of the year. And knowing Koei, they really focus their games on the summer era, you know, like the summertime, right? That's really when you get their big blockbuster games coming out. So mm-hmm. to me, seeing riser and Romance of the Three Kings at the beginning of the year, it made me feel like, okay, we hit the ground running, we've got off to a good start, but I had a feeling that there was other games that were going to be announced going to be released etc throughout the year because obviously any game development studio any game publisher won't just have two games out in the in the beginning of the year without having other games released later on. I mean, we did talk about this in the episode that we did with Chris Gildart. Me and Chris, we were speaking about Samurai Warriors 5, and we actually assumed that we would get another Dynasty Warriors before Samurai Warriors. But it was Matthew Sainsbury, the games journalist and author. He actually said, you know what? I think we're going to get Samurai Warriors 5 before a new Dynasty Warriors game. So I would say, and this is obviously recorded on the podcast, but I would say he hit the nail on the head there.
1: I was just, I was just surprised to see this soon
0: definitely and the fact that it's coming out in i think july 27th if i'm it's not like, mistaken
1: yeah 27th or 24th or something yeah 24th I, is the I, japanese do, I do i th- do i do think 27th i think 24th or
0: 25th is the japanese release yeah which is another very interesting thing because usually for musou games we never get that close of a release between Japanese release and and Western release. It's usually a year later, like back in the day with Dynasty Warriors, it would be like, oh, you have to wait a year before Dynasty Warriors 7 came out. You know what I mean? Compared to Japan. But the fact that it's like three days difference is insane to me. But it also makes me think that Chloe have been making this game for a while because I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but this game is getting a Switch release. It's getting a PS4, Xbox One and obviously Xbox Series X through backwards compatibility, PS5 through backwards compatibility and on PCs. So it's getting basically every platform you can think of. This game is going to be released on it. But the fact that it is not getting a native PS5 or Xbox Series X release makes me think that this game was in development probably since Samurai Warriors 4. And then they were just making tweaks or, you know, because there is a lot of changes. I expect this game, the fact that we are getting a lot of these live streams happening and a lot of these teasers happening and things like that and the hype being built around it makes me think that this game is already polished. And I'm going to expect that when we get this game, you know, in July, that this game is going to be the perfect well-built game that we expect it to be yeah any other thoughts on um the announcement
1: i was just really surprised to see the that, that it's coming out so soon really like it's it was like it was really funny when i saw it and and it was i was watching it with a few friends of mine and they were like who are these guys and then it was like like my first thought was like i was just like samurai warriors <laughs> like it wasn't even the logo yet like, I was re- um, I was really surprised about the visual design mm-hmm. that I saw, because I, it looked a bit more like, you know, the style that Borderlands has.
0: Yeah, so like, like the, the shell fading. One?
1: Exactly. Like, that was like something that I hadn't expected to see. I'm not complaining about it. That's I'm I'm just saying that was like oh so that's where they're going.
0: But to me, part of me thinks that, that that decision to make that sort of art style is probably a reference in itself to you know the Sengoku era. You know when uh, when yeah, calligraphy yeah. and artwork for. was like really really big so the fact that everything looks like it's been painted on by like a calligraphy brush is fantastic and we'll get onto it after the break in a little bit but it it, it just amazes me to see that and it was a good thing that it was an interesting thing that you mentioned you were watching it with your friends right and i'm presuming they don't know anything about samurai warriors right i don't
1: think they do know i think they might know that i like musou games or like the warriors games they don't really know the games themselves
0: what would you say was their reaction like was it a positive reaction was it like oh what is this game or like oh my god this is amazing I'm, I'm quite interested in this
1: i honestly i think that they were like not i'm not gonna say it's like neutral because i don't want to say they were like good or bad about it but it was it it did seem a bit you know as as we probably haven't seen that much i don't think they really showed much of a reaction
0: Hmm, okay. Because
1: like the most, most, most things you saw in the trailer were like the characters, but Mm -hmm. you didn't really see much of actual gameplay.
0: No, which is true. You didn't see much gameplay, which was, was interesting. And I think even the gameplay that we did see was recorded on the Switch. And the reason yeah. why I say this was because it is at a Nintendo Direct. So it's like, they're not really going to show off the PS4 gameplay on, on the Switch, you know, on, on a Nintendo Direct. Of course, yeah. Yeah, right.
1: yeah. It makes sense. But like, I don't think they really had much of a reaction because I don't know if they really have played any Warriors games in the first place ever. They didn't have a negative reaction towards it. It was just like, okay, nice, I guess. Of course, I was more, more hyped about it. Of course, I was also confused because I was like, now and just a few months until the game comes out? What?
0: That is definitely a confusing thing, especially it kind of felt like it came out of the blue. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more, specifically the new character designs, the new weapons, all that kind of stuff after the break. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to go for a little break. And then when we return, we're going to talk about character designs, the new character models, weapons, all these new systems in Samurai Warriors 5 or Sengoku Musou, So we'll see you guys on the other side. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Go and check them out at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Crunchyroll for a 14-day free trial of Crunchyroll premium service that means anime without ads 1080p hd you can watch it on all your favorite devices your tvs your phones whatever even if you want to watch it on your chromecast you can as well that's amazing go and check them out 14 day free trial You've got the most diverse collection of anime and manga on the internet so go and check them out it's a no-brainer lads getlifepodcast.com forward slash thank you Crunchyroll, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the lovely people at Japan Crate. Japan Crate offers a unique experience of Japan through monthly crates filled with candy and who doesn't love candy, right? Japan Crate brings you a delicious selection of snacks every month. You can check it out on our YouTube channel for $35 a month and you can cancel anytime. but I don't know why you would want to. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Remember, use the code GALP for $3 off on new subscriptions. So, getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Use the code GALP for $3 off. And if you want to check out what snacks that you get in the crates, go and check out our YouTube channels. Links will be in the description. So, go and check them out. Thank you, Japan Crate, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Okay, Jacob, we are back. It's a good thing that you mentioned the direct right before we ended. But you mentioned that you were surprised. Now, would you say your surprise sort of came from, you know, seeing Nobunaga as a young or like Mitsuhide young guy like what was your reaction to their new character models and their new character designs
1: my reaction well as i mentioned it was it was confusion mm. because at first it was like oh this is samurai warriors and then they showed the new characters and i was like oh they're kind of you know they're cute mm. <laughs> and then they declared it was Nobunaga and it was like ex- Excuse me. See, did you know it was Nobunaga
0: when you looked at him? No. Okay, because that's that's where it changes with me. Because as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Fuck, that's Nobunaga young." And when I saw Mitsuhide, I was like, "Oh, that's Mitsuhide young." And when I saw Kicho or um, Nohe, yeah,
1: when when I saw when I saw No, I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's." That's no, because like I I play with her so much that I can recognize her anywhere. But with Nobunaga, it was like, I'm used to this... I'm not gonna call him old, but like, I'm used to call this... I'm used to this... Um, I'm used to this mature man who's like... Who looks intimidating and has this, you know, this beard and... Like, just looks like very, like, strong. And then you get young Nobunaga who looks like a... Who looks completely hot-headed. <laughs>
0: and that's the thing he is designed to be that way i'm not sure if you've played games like Kessen or the Kessen 3 game in particular but that game also focused on nobunaga
1: mitsuhide i have not played a single Kessen game you know i really good? i have i've been wanting to like for the longest time but I just have not ever, like, the closest the closest games that I've played to anything with the Sengoku era were, of course, Sengoku Passaro, but that's a different kind of thing. And I guess sh- the Shogun series, but that's more like, you know, everyone looks like um, has to typical armor with the helmets yeah. and everything so they don't look that distinct from one
0: another it's true i mean it's it's for me when i saw it i was just like oh my god as soon as i saw nobunaga i was like shit, that's nobunaga because he looks pretty much exactly the same as he did in Kasan you know clean shaven no beard quite tall quite handsome you know what i mean so i saw that i was like shit, I now. you really got to i mean you can i'm not sure if it's still on the playstation store but if you own a playstation 3 you can play it using emulation by the PlayStation 4. It's a really good game, like in my opinion. I mean, Kessen 2 was a bit weird and wacky because it had Lu Bei and Cao Cao as brothers. I remember that. I remember hearing about that. But I mean, this game, Kessen like 3 kind of uh, followed the story more faithfully and it focused on Nobunaga and you see him, you know, how he met No, how he met all of the other characters that we're going to see in this game as well. And the funny thing is, even though it didn't focus on... All of these other events that happened during the Sengoku era, it just focused on Nobunaga, but it was really such a long game. And I have a feeling that we're not going to get this sort of shortened game with a lot of time skips, kind of like what we did in Spirit of Sanada. I'm not sure if you saw Spirit of Sanada or if you played Spirit of Sanada or not.
1: Yeah, I have. I've played it for a long while, but I I eventually stopped because it was kind of getting too much for me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'll be honest with you like I enjoyed Spirit of Sanada, but my main issue with Spirit of Sanada was that everything there was always this time skip. So you start off with Mazayuki, who is the dad of Yukimura and uh, Nobuyuki, right? So you start mm-hmm. off with him and then obviously you see him, you know, start his family and everything and then you get to play as young Yukimura and and it's it was very interesting but then obviously there was this big time skip from young yukimura to teenager to you don't really get to see him young and whatnot you just get to play a few missions and then he's old again and then he has this sort of mustache at the end of the game and i was like "Uh, okay all right there was a lot of time skips but that game in itself was designed to be a spin-off rather than a full sort of samurai warriors experience so with Mm -hmm. this game they're going back to basics they're focusing on nobunaga oda i have a feeling that we're gonna see i don't want to say everything but we're gonna see quite a lot of stuff for this to be a full-on game to be honest with
1: you, realizing once again that i don't know if you ever noticed playing samurai warriors one but i feel like the first samurai warriors game was also heavily focused on Nobunaga. I'm not, I might be, I might be mistaken on that, but now looking back at it, because I remember playing a lot of it, I just noticed how much Nobunaga is emphasized in the first Samurai Warriors game.
0: It's true. Like he is focused on a lot. And I think that's probably why for this reboot, they wanted to go back onto Nobunaga and, you know, get into it a little bit more. So which was, it was fantastic. It was great. So I really did appreciate that. It may be a little bit of a shock to existing Musou fans might be frustrated, it, but I think this is a good opportunity for the series, because I kind of feel like, especially with Dynasty Warriors, you know how you have, like, hundreds of characters and Orochi, where you have, like, millions of characters? Yeah. Like, part of me thinks that this is sort of a new take and a a chance to refresh the franchise and refresh musou i think a lot of people were upset at least critics of of other games like dynasty warriors and and games like um orochi the fact that there is just too many characters and i understand some fans will be annoyed by that the fact that they're taking away content but don't see it as content being taken away see it as you know we are getting new characters to the samurai warriors franchise we're getting redevelopments in characters the way that musos are going to work the way that ai is going to work i feel that sometimes when game development is focused on shit we need like a billion characters so we can cover all the storylines that way we kind of get less of the actual story i don't know if you remember like back in the day of dynasty warriors where It was Dynasty Warriors 4 or Dynasty Warriors. No, Dynasty Warriors 4, actually. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors 4 had 30 playable characters. And this game has 27 playable characters. And I don't know if you remember, but the stories in Dynasty Warriors 4 and in Dynasty Warriors 5, in my opinion, were more meaningful than the stories that we got in games like 8, you know, or 9. Because we actually got to spend more missions and more time with the limited cast that we had. And I think that we're going to get the same sort of situation with this game. Yes, it is going to focus heavily on Nobunaga, but there's so many characters within Nobunaga's history, within his story. You know, you've got Hideyoshi Toyotomi, you've got, uh, I'm trying to remember, Nohime, you got Shibata as well. I can't remember his name, his full name, but- So yes. Yeah. yeah, you've got so many characters, and part of me thinks we're probably also going to get Nobunaga's sister, you know, Oichi, right? We, we might see her come in, into play. And there's We so already more- have
1: a new character as well. We have two, I think.
0: Who is that new character
1: um it's the it's the um the ones the koga ninja then um her name is i think mitsuki she's the red one so who is she um she's um a koga ninja who th- i think who grew up thinking that nobunaga is her father so she she supports him like almost unconditionally if i think if i if i correct um recall correctly mm. um and we have toshimitsu saito okay who is a vassal under Mitsuhide?
0: Like in previous games, I kind of felt that Mitsuhide was never vin- a villainized as much as Nobunaga. Like Nobunaga has, has always got that evil aura around him. It's the same with Nohime. And it's like, ugh, I, I I never really wanted to play Nobunaga's story or even play as Nobunaga in the old Samurai Warriors games because I felt that he was just a villain. It's kind of like the Don do it. villains, especially in films, television, and games, they get uh, written well. Like they, it, there's a lot more focus on them, but for me it's like I'm always the kind of guy that's like especially in like Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, it's all about like Yukimura, Yun, you know, the the main tagline characters, you know what I mean? So yeah. seeing Nobunaga, I was never really into him, and especially with the sword, like the lightsaber was a bit odd to me, which is another thing that we'll talk about, but seeing him actually become, you know, this hot-headed character that actually has ambition... You know, we always talk about Nobunaga's ambition, but we never really get to see it happen in Samurai Warriors. I mean, we get glimpses of it, but we never really get to see what his understanding is. Why does he want to do these things? Why does he want to unify Japan? And I think we're going to see that in this game. What I saw when I played Samurai Warriors and I
1: listened to him like babbling about why he wants to unite Japan, what stood out to me the most was that he wanted, he just wanted to like create a new Japan like not in a way where it's like futuristic or anything but like he wanted like true old japan where it's like it was just different from the old times and anyone who was still staying truthful to the old time japan that he was trying to um get rid of they he would just completely disregard and slaughter them
0: mm. and i you know i i think that's probably what made him known as the demon king or the demon lord, right? So it makes sense in that yeah. sense. And I think even in Japanese history, he he kind of gets the axe a lot. Like I've been, you know, researching about him a lot, especially when I was at uni and all that kind of stuff. But if you look at Nobunaga as a person, the re I think his reasons for you wanting to unify Japan is probably because back then Japan was it's a feudal system, right? Everyone had these different lords of different cities and everyone wanted to be top dog, but no one was really caring about the people. I know it sounds yeah. weird. I don't want to say that he's he's like Liu Bei, benevolent. You know, he's oh, he, not he like he absolutely
1: that, but... was not. Because like, didn't didn't he like slaughter multiple um peasants just because they didn't want to bow down to him?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's so you can you can
1: you could never call him like benevolent because he just was not.
0: No, definitely but not. Like,
1: but like, but like he he wanted to he wanted to. I guess you he, he could I guess you could call it gruel, but like he wanted to unite japan under his name
0: well definitely i i don't think necessarily just his name but i just think he wanted japan unified to begin with because there was so much corruption that was just going on and everyone was trying to be the top dog and it was just a bit annoying yes he didn't end up you know unifying japan it was actually hideyoshi but hideyoshi was nobunaga's quote-unquote successor you know he continued nobunaga's ambition in that sense Yes, you can argue Hideyoshi was also one of those sort of villainous rulers in that sense that he also did pretty much similar things to Nobunaga, like in terms of killing innocents and whatnot. But he ended up unifying Japan. Uh, no, I think how he started out, and I, I don't know if this is correct, but he was like a, but like, he was like the son of a farmer.
1: He came from nothing. So like, it's like he's got the typical trope going on where it's like powers and getting to his head, and now he's like. No, if you don't stick to my rules, you get the chop.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that, like even Ieyasu as well. I mean, there's so much we can go and talk about this for hours. But speaking about these characters, they are characters that are currently in the game, you know, uh, at least announced. Obviously, uh, Mitsuhide Akechi, we have Nobunaga, we have no we have Shibata as well. I'm trying to remember the other characters. Do you remember the rest it's of?
1: Them? Toshimitsu Saito. Do we have anyone else? Yeah. Um
0: Hideyoshi. We have Hireyoshi. Yeah, we yeah. have Ieyasu Tokugawa as well. I
1: do think I do think Oichi was confirmed as well if I if I remember correctly. I
0: don't think she was. I don't think she was. I do remember
1: me. reading about her in one article or something.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm not I'm not sh- Unless too sure they
1: unless they mistook um her for mitsuki which is possible it, but, it could be yeah. but i don't honestly with 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 um the game focusing on nobunaga i cannot see how oichi is going to be left out
0: yeah definitely i mean like is she she's she's played
1: such a huge part in his life like even though she was she ended up with nagamasa in the end it was like
0: no you know what she didn't just end up with nagamasa she ended up oh yeah up with with nagamasa, Hatsui, actually and then he, yeah exactly shibata as well after Nagamasa died. You know, I don't know if Nagamasa Asai is in the game. If he's gonna be in the game, then yeah, probably Oichi will be in the game. I want to talk about the, obviously the new character designs. We see a lot of them younger. Ieyasu, notably, is quite young. And I think his his character design is most drastic for me. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: Definitely. And I think it's probably
0: because he is younger and I'm not used to a young Ieyasu. Okay, with Sengoku Basara, he has a sort of boxing sort of look. To him, and he kind of looks like you know, thing is with Ieyasu in Basara, he kind of reminds me of Akihiko Sanada. Oh, Sanada, yeah, Akihiko Sanada. Oh, Sanada, (laughs) Sanada. No, but you know what? He does remind me of Akihiko Senpai from um, but the thing is, seeing him young, I believe when I was speaking to you, you thought that was um, oh, what's his name now? The you thought he was supposed to be, I was gonna say Ramane, his name's not Ramane, what's his name? What. What are you talking about? The guy in Samurai Warriors that is like Nobunaga's bodyguard. What is his name? Ranmaru. Ranmaru Mori. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Was it you that said that you thought that was Ranmaru Mori when you originally saw I him? think
1: I did. Yeah, because I saw him and I was like, oh, that's Ranmaru. And then I saw that it's Ieyasu. Because, because of the haircut, honestly. Because yeah. Ranmaru usually got this kind of haircut that Ieyasu got in this game. So I'm like, oh... And then I saw the then I saw the um um the crest and I was like mm. oh it's Ieyasu
0: I'm pretty sure Ieyasu is just like supposed to look like this when he's young but it's it's interesting there though because I don't know how young Ieyasu is gonna be is he gonna be like a teenager is he gonna be like a young kid like a bratty young kid I want to see his personality kind of shine because Ieyasu in previous games was like. Hey, I'm Ieyasu, you know, like those He's a grumpy sort
1: of... old man who who wants, who wants to unite the world.
0: Exactly. But he was very like political, very organized. And I want to see how young Ieyasu is going to be. Is he going to be careless? Is he going to be like a shithead? How are we going to see young Ieyasu? I, think... I feel
1: like ju- just by looking at him, he seems to be extremely shy.
0: Mm, that might be something. He might be a shy kid that's just learning from his family and learning from all of these battles that's going on and taking on that information. I think it would be interesting to see, are we going to see these characters age, like we saw in Spirit of Sanada?
1: That would be a lot. Like, would that that would be so much.
0: You mean like, in terms of character models? I don't know in terms of character both, models. But... Both character models and like, and just like in
1: general, because I feel like, I feel like it would fuck up my head. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would fuck no, with probably. my head for some reason. I don't know.
0: I can kind like, of imagine seeing Nobunaga just getting the classic mustache and beard when he's older, towards the. Wait, end can you of the can story. you
1: imagine like you got you got young Nobunaga who's like all mus- muscular, muscular, <laughs> muscular, and and it's like you know like one of those time frame videos where just like he just like fades into into the traditional samurai warriors Nobunaga. And... You know,
0: I want to see a TikTok like that like someone morphing him in like that into TikTok that would be great to see um but it's interesting that you mentioned muscly Nobunaga there is a lot of other muscly characters in this game and you know who I'm gonna talk about Yoshimoto Imagawa what the actual fuck is going on with him what is that about like it kind of shocked me when I saw him because I was scared of Yoshimoto Imagawa in the past because He's he kind of seems like this, this fun guy. Oh, Kimari, no! You know how he's like—he has that really high yeah. voice, that sort of theatrical voice. And then when he gets angry, he goes very demonic, and that used to scare the shit out of me because he seems like such a happy, nice guy. And he's like, oh. he does I like feel the-
1: like honestly, I feel like the only thing about him that scared me was his like eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the but eyebrows. That, like, that was like the only thing that scared me about him. Other than that, I was like, I feel like he would be so much fun to play Kimari with.
0: uh, like i said he's he's kind of scary because he he drops his tone of voice like when he's angry and it it does kind of oh Oh, yeah oh god i love that i'm not into that Uh, but seeing (laughs) him now i have a feeling that he is obviously one of the villains in Nobunaga's story quote unquote right so he looks like very intimidating i haven't been scared of a character since lubu in like dynasty warriors 4 or dynasty warriors 5 and this guy makes me want to piss my pants like i'm that scared of him and it makes me think are we gonna see like a the return of specific character theme music oh that would like, be cool like are we gonna see a yoshimoto imagawa theme and i think so because he he has he's very intimidating he's really tall and he's kind of he's got like a shit ton of armor and this massive fucking sword and it's like oh, okay. you know
1: what 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 if what if they bring back like the arena <laughs> mode from from 90 warriors 4
0: yes yeah they need to i think you know what it makes me think like what other modes are we gonna see i have a feeling initially we're just gonna see the base story mode and maybe an online co-op and free mode right i don't think we're gonna get any sort of expanded game modes unless there is a season pass or some sort of dlc i don't think we're gonna get any additional story if there was a season pass for this game because i genuinely i don't think that's what Koei is going to do but I think if we are going to get a season pass it'll probably be costumes it'll probably be weapons you know the quirky weapons and probably like a challenge mode or a battle mode you know something similar to I don't know if you remember samurai warriors 4 2 had the infinite yeah, the castle castle. mode yeah that would be great if, if they had that back that would be awesome but going back on that point I spoke about samurai warriors 4 we are probably not going to see the same weapon and battle systems return in this game. I don't know about the
1: battle system, because I do think that they will keep some level of the same one.
0: But what I was mainly talking about is, I don't think we're going to, like, probably we'll see EX attacks from Dynasty Warriors make its way, but I don't think we will see hyper attacks. And that mm-hmm. was, if, if we don't see hyper attacks, I'm genuinely going to be a bit disappointed because the innovation behind hyper attacks really set the difference between Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors. It didn't feel like they were cloned games. But mm. with all of these changes, part of me thinks that I won't necessarily have that worry anymore because there's so much different with the game. I have a feeling that the game is going to get cloned weapons just because there is such a low amount of a weapon like not necessarily weapons. There's just a low amount of characters in the roster. So when you have such a low amount of characters, you kind of need to rely on cloned movesets, if that makes sense. Just because yeah. it, it seems too much to do like uncloned characters when there's just a small number of them, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think probably what could happen, yes, we'll get cloned weapons, but their movesets will be different. And if that is the case, bravo. for. I don't think we're going to see hyper attacks. I don't think we're going to see Muso Rage return at all or anything like that. I just think the Musos in themselves are going to be very like so- Dynasty Warriors-esque. I don't think it's going to be like, you know how like in Samurai Warriors where you can move around with the Musou? Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that return. I think it's going to go back to Dynasty Warriors, like Dynasty Warriors 8, where, you know, you press your Musou button and it just does this sort of pre-rendered attack where you're not moving and Mm -hmm. it just brings the enemies together. And I think the reason why is just because the way that the Musou's look, they look very flashy. And I don't think you can do that with, you know, that sort of repeat Musou loop that Mm -hmm. you get in. In previous samurai warriors games but it is quite interesting speaking of weapons i think this would be the best time to talk about the special editions that we are currently gonna get in europe and in japan unfortunately america doesn't have any announcements as of yet for any special edition but i don't know if you know this jacob but we are getting the exact same special editions as japan and i think this is the first time we're getting this oh my god are we really oh my that's that's so exciting that's so new That's, oh my God, I'm, I'm hyped. Oh my God. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like for me, I'm really excited (laughs) for it because like we have the treasure box edition, which Mm -hmm. usually in Muso games, the treasure box is the best edition. It's
1: literally a treasure.
0: Yeah. It's it's literally a treasure. I think what we get is we get, uh, I don't know. What do you know what we get? We get an art book. We get a, we get get a poster.
1: We get an art book. We get the original soundtrack. Mm. Um we get postcards or like a postcard set
0: Mm, which is a lot actually priced at sixteen thousand two hundred and eighty yen which is i think i don't know how much it is. i think it's a
1: euro in euro i think it would be about 140 or 145 maybe a bit more i cannot really say right now
0: you what you get in the treasure box as jacob said poster art book postcards and the official soundtracks for the game but on top of that if you get the collector's edition you get everything that's available in the box in the treasure box plus you get acrylic standees for uh, nobunaga nohime mitsuhide, mitsuhide and mitsuki and-
1: like for now it only ha it only seems to show mitsuhide no nobunaga and mitsuki But it might have more. I don't fucking know.
0: No, I don't think it'll have more, to be honest with you. I think they're just going to stick with the four characters there. Finally, the The deluxe, the digital deluxe uh, delicious, delicious. It is delicious. Digital digital delicious edition. Exactly. That digital delicious. Deluxe Edition. That's not the official name, but I'm calling it <laughs> anyway. It contains um, weapons. Obviously, I don't think that the weapons they're showing is the weapon skins that you'll get. No, I think it's just no, a placeholder at the not. moment. So you get weapons and you get the horse. And I'm trying to remember what else you get. I think that's it. You get it? a
1: compact tool. Which what does I... that mean? What is and the a special, and a special skill gem set? I think, well, of course, the skills are like... The usual but i think that compact tool might be something maybe it's um compact tool it makes me think that there might be something like the hook in dynasty warriors 9 i don't particularly think it's the it, it is the hook it might just be something that is introduced newly in samurai warriors 5
0: hmm. okay well i don't know what it is uh in japan you do get an early special uh, purchase benefit so if you buy physical copies of the game i'm not sure if you buy digital as well but if you buy physical copies of the game inside you'll get a little code that will give you special costumes from samurai warriors one for mitsuhide and nobunaga and you also get special costumes from the nhk drama series kirin ga kuru if i'm not yep. mistaken i think that's how it's pronounced yep Um, It should be very interesting. I mean, those costumes look really cool anyway. I think a lot of people would want to go back to the Samurai Warriors 1 costumes as well. It is mentioned in the the little sort of blurb at the bottom. It does mention that these costumes may be available to purchase at a later date. So I don't know if we're going to get these costumes overseas. Probably we might get the original Samurai Warriors 1 costumes overseas. (laughs) I don't think you'll get the NHK 1 stuff.
1: I mean you can you cannot know because like for Dynasty Warriors eight I think we ha- did get the Famitsu costumes as well. So I mean
0: yeah, Famitsu costumes I think that's pretty much like a lot of people get those Famitsu costumes and, and whatnot. But it was interesting though, because the Famitsu costumes, I think you get them from the magazines themselves. I think that's the only way in Japan you get them. But then they just make them free over here. It's the same with the Lawson costumes. Because yeah. I remember back in the day, they like if you pre order Dynasty Warriors 8 from game, they give you the, the Lawson Wangy costume. It oh it doesn't yeah. make any sense because it's like that's it's, it's clearly branded Lawson, the combini in Japan. Like how did they get away with that? I don't know. But that's not the point i want to talk about because we were talking about special editions i really want to talk about this new interview that came out with mr koinuma uh where he answers a lot of questions and this was done with 4gamer.net a japanese gaming website which is i would say maybe similar to ign i don't know how to explain it but there was a lot of questions that mr koinuma answered one in particular the main question that a lot of people wanted to know is this game open world and i'm glad to say that it is not mr koinuma did confirm this He said, it's not open world. It follows the format of the previous Samurai Warriors games in terms of how it's structured. I want you to to fully enjoy the story of this work. And I thought that the conventional style of game is more suitable. So that is completely 100% confirmed. This is not open world. I kind of knew about that anyway, because in TGS, when they announced Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires, they said that it was not going to be open world because open world can't run on switch as soon as i saw it at the nintendo direct i was like okay we can confirm that it is not open world that was the first thing mr Koinuma did confirm the next question was asked in terms of action will new systems be added i'm looking at a translation here so uh, forgive me if it's not necessarily the best he mentioned that the troop types in the game will appear depending on the timeline you know so at different times even within history you're gonna see different troops appear at different times and probably depending on you know who you're playing as right because when nobunaga first started an army i don't think his troops had the best armor or the best weapons so i think that's probably going to be reflected for me that's some sort of speculation at that point i don't want to say that's confirmed but he did confirm that different types of troops that suit the particular times will appear. But what I also think is that we're probably gonna see new AI systems in this game. It's something that Mr. Koinuma did mention. 4 Gamer mentioned that there might be a conflict between pursuing a sense of exhilaration and unmatched strength of the enemy. So Mr. Koinuma said the main goal is that the player and the enemy grow together. So pretty much as you grow in terms of leveling and difficulties and whatnot, your difficulty will grow yeah. as well, which is great. It doesn't mean that you're going to be overpowered. I kind of love being overpowered in games like Dynasty Warriors and whatnot, but it gets oh, to me a point too. where it's not fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having that challenge there is is fantastic. So he said, we're making a Musou game that you can enjoy. So we're adjusting it that you can... Have a pleasant experience through trial and error. Wow, it makes me think that I'm gonna—we are gonna get our asses handed to us. I have a feeling that I don't know if you remember back in the day, is Four, is Five. Those games used to be a lot more difficult, especially mm-hmm. on high difficulties. Especially if you're fighting Lubu and you're not prepared and whatnot. I feel like so,
1: the most difficult ones for me were two and four.
0: Mm, that, well, I'm, I'm, not
1: say, I'm not saying two was difficult, but like two was also. But sometimes it was really unforgiving because when you fought Lubu, Dynasty Warriors 2 didn't have this thing yet where you know in 5 you had like the enemy commander going like batshit and going frenzy and just not really getting hit by any of your attacks, but still getting damage, you know what I mean? Like they would be able to enter this kind of rage. So with Dynasty Warriors 2, it wasn't like that. But if you faced Lubu, for instance, or if you were just like running to the enemy commander and trying to hack through the soldiers, the game would not let you really do that because it made sure that you would not make it that far unless you found like dozens of chests with or, or crests with um whatever um with um, health items which were really helpful, honestly. But like, I imagine one time when I was um, fighting Lubu in Dynasty Warriors 2, like, I had managed to make my way through the map, like, normally. Like, you know, I would just, like, hack away and blah blah blah. And then I would fight fight Lubu, and he was significantly stronger than me. And when he did the- did his muzu attack, it was just over for me. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, it was genuinely an, a challenge in Dynasty Warriors 2 for some reason for me. And it's like over the course of the last few Dynasty Warriors games, it was also always like, um, yeah, you can like, don't chase Lubu. And then you chase Lubu and it's fucking nothing. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah, you fight him. He's just another enemy. And so to see that... The enemy is actually growing with my character. That's something. It's really cool.
0: What, what makes me excited is that it basically gives challenge to everyone in the sense that if you're new to this game, you're not going to get your ass handed to you all the time. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be... I, I have a feeling that it's going to be based on your current level, etc. So if you're quite under leveled and you're really new to the game, you're going to get a challenge, but it's not going to be like Neo 2 style you know getting killed all the time and like hating your life but if you're an experienced musou player (laughs) and you know you know what you're doing you will still find that challenge as Lubu would once say you know can anyone provide me with a decent challenge i know we're kind of crossovering you know with dynasty warriors and samurai warriors but i feel that Finally, in like the last five years, we are actually gonna get a decent challenge from a Musou game. And that's really good for me.
1: Also, I feel like honestly, like this might sound a bit cocky, but I feel like St. Warriors 5 gave us the opportunity to, as a player, be a bit of an asshole <laughs> with the uh, with the dashing attacks. Of course the car- of course the enemy could like block us
0: with them sometimes, I think. Yeah, no, I think the hyper attacks were just overpowered to a certain extent. I was just like, oh, why? Yeah, they can break your block. Like, you can, they can basically block break you. So you can't continue the attack. There is no penalty for that. You could just continue doing it again and just work your way around the officer. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I, and don't get me wrong, I have a feeling that people will find systems in the game to abuse other you know the ai and whatnot in that sense but you know i don't think that it will be designed purposefully you know to be op um, yeah another thing that mr koinuma that was mentioned to mr koinuma was that he was talking about this new development stuff. the fact that the staff in themselves have you know samurai warriors since they were kids you know what i mean so this is a new fresh stuff and they wanted a new take on samurai warriors It's it's very nice to see that, you know, they wanted new voice actors in the case of Nobunaga. Nobunaga has a new, younger voice actor, right? They wanted that choice specifically. You know, the fact that they wanted to focus on a younger Nobunaga and a younger Sengoku era. You know, that was a specific choice there. So one of the questions was Sengoku Musou, a series that was basically rebooted. Are we going to see future Sengoku Musou games 6 and 7 be reinterpreted in a similar vein to uh, Sengoku Musou 5. And Mr. Koinuma was very happy and he said, Samurai Warriors 5, if it is accepted by the fan base, he feels that the history of this series will continue and he's happy if that happens. So he's very optimistic.
1: So basically um, what he's saying is if the reboot is um, received well, they will stick to the um, recipe of the reboot and just continue with the new designs, new voice actors, and new system.
0: And that that would be very exciting he doesn't give much information on that and i think it would be very interesting in that point point. and i think that the reason why this question was asked and this kind of leads on to a lot of the feedback that we got was he mentioned sengoku musou 6 sengoku musou 7. so a lot of people i know were asking how come if this game is a reboot How come this is known as, you know, Samurai Warriors 5 and not Samurai Warriors? And we'll get Mm. onto that after the break because we had some uh, feedback from people and I want to give my thoughts on it. And yeah, we'll go on our break and we will return in a second. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at J-List. J-List brings you the latest anime and otaku goods from Japan directly. Whether that's anime, manga, cosplay, import game, visual novels, J-List has got you covered. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash J-List and remember to use our link and the code G-A-L-P for 5% off on all purchases on J-List that's including pre-orders remember get forward slash jlist thank you very much jlist for sponsoring this episode of the podcast Hello, this is just a reminder for you guys to check out our Discord page. If you go to getLifePodcast.com forward slash discord, join our Discord page, join in on all the discussions that we're gonna be having, whether it's in our gaming channel, our anime channel, go check us out there. Hopefully in the future, we'll be doing our giveaways, all podcast giveaways will be done via Discord as well. So make sure you join in on the fun. In addition to that, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you like what you see here, follow us on Twitter. We'll be posting new episodes, videos, announcements, things like that on twitter as well so be sure to check out our twitter page if you want to be notified of all those kind of stuff anyway back onto the episode okay we are back jacob we asked um the tk family we asked our followers on twitter you mean kt family oh did i say tk family yep You know what, I'm OG, that's why I say TK family. But yeah, the KT family, the Koei Tecmo family, the community behind Koei Tecmo, we asked them and we posted a question on Twitter and I believe you were the one that posted it and I retweeted it and we got some positive feedback and some negative feedback as well. I just really want to talk about it. So what feedback did you get specifically from the members of the community?
1: Uh, so like the main focus was that it's, of course, it looked looks good it looks great it looks fresh it looks amazing all that the main concern for people was that it is called samurai warriors 5 however it's since it is a reboot they are confused why it is called samurai warriors 5 you know with you got you got um tomb raider which is um like the original lara croft and then you got the new tomb raider which started off with just tomb raider and and it kept going like that. And of course, it would make sense for people to assume that um since those kind of reboots have those kind of names, I, I can kind of see it. But at the same time, it's like for me personally, I'm like, at first it's confusing. But at the same time, I'm like also
0: like, why go with the flow if you can just like, you know what I mean? No, no, I agree with you. And that's what the point that I was trying to make was the fact that it's not a new IP. I don't think it needs to be called Samurai Warriors as it used to be called because that in itself will cause a lot of confusion, especially with people buying online, you know, especially because the game is now considered, the original is considered a collectible and the prices of collectibles may be similar to the prices of, you know, the full game because I'm expecting this game to be, what, 50 euro, maybe 60 euro, which kind of, Is probably similar to the fact the price of the original game if you were to buy it brand new as well. Another thing that I may have wanted to mention was it might be the case that this game is called Samurai Warriors 5 and not Samurai Warriors due to licensing reasons. Yeah. To me, that makes sense because fun fact, Koei Tecmo never published Samurai Warriors or Samurai Warriors 2 in Europe. Samurai Warriors 1 was done by EA, as in terms of publishing developed by Koei and Samurai Warriors 2 was THQ. So I'm presuming that the reason why we don't get these games as Samurai Warriors, as opposed to Samurai Warriors 5, is probably because there may be a licensing issue that prevents them from releasing it as Samurai Warriors. Do you
1: think Samurai Warriors 2 was published by Koei?
0: Was it? I thought it was THQ. No, then then it might have been an Extreme Legends game that was published by someone else. Okay, my apologies. I want to strict that off the record. But Samurai Warriors 1 was EA, pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, okay, you can't call it Samurai Warriors 1 because it will cause confusion in the same vein. And this is another thing that what people don't necessarily understand and maybe the, the licensing thing might not really be the case and probably it isn't. I'm just kind of bouncing off here. But what is more likely is the fact that it causes confusion. For example, Shin Sangoku Musou, Dynasty Warriors 2 in the West is called Dynasty Warriors 2. Sangoku Musou, the original Dynasty Warriors, is a completely different game. It's a fighting game, it's not a hack and slash game, right? And yes, it's not necessarily a reboot. It's following a similar story to Sangoku Musou, but Shin Sangoku Musou, Dynasty Warriors 2, is known as Dynasty Warriors 2. How come they didn't release that as Dynasty Warriors 1? Just because of it. it's a naming convention it will cause confusion i'm not here to defend kobe but i'm just i understand their decision because calling a game samurai warriors and samurai warriors does cause a lot of confusion you want people to know that this is a new game in the same sort of series Mm -hmm. yes it is a reboot but i completely agree with kobe's decision to call it samurai warriors 5 because it is the fifth entry into the series
1: I'm also wondering about if they like look, if they named it Samurai Warriors one once again, they would just be like, Oh yeah, let's let's make a new one. It's called Samurai Warriors too. Then you're gonna see if it's like the PS2 game or if it's the new new Samurai Warriors 2.
0: Exactly, and then it will get to the point of Samurai Warriors 3, Samurai Warriors 4, and then it will just become really confusing at that point. Especially considering that I'm assuming that future titles in this game in this series will be released on PlayStation 5, you know, which is backwards compatible with PS4. And if you get to the point where you're making a fourth entry into this rebooted series, people are definitely gonna get confused between Samurai Warriors 4, you know, the game that was released in 2000. 2014 and samurai warriors 4 the game that was released in like 2030 or you know what i mean so yeah. i mean of course
1: i can also i can also see that they could have they could have called it um shins and goku Musa, of course but the thing is like it would still end up being the same thing with with the english name it would either have to be just samurai warriors 5 mm. or they would just go full on and just call it something else, like Samurai the Legends or something. Oh
0: that would be cringe. Don't and
1: it would just it would just be something like because if they decided to call it something like the dream of the demon king or something, like you know, like that kind of stuff, I'm I'm just over exaggerating. But like if they did it like that and they wanted to continue with this kind of idea, with this being the new Samurai Warriors then we would have to wait for Samurai Warrior's miracle of Hashiba or whatever because of Hideyoshi, Hideyoshi being the new ruler whatsoever and we would not be getting a
0: new samurai warriors with just a number in the back you know what i mean it would it would not be a new samurai warriors exactly and i agree with you because i've heard that sort of title where people are like hey how come you don't use you know the main samurai warriors and then have a subtitle as you mentioned but the issue with that is that we've seen that happen samurai warriors spirit of sanada and it was there from the start that sanada was a spin-off game based on samurai warriors 4 it uses the same assets etc it's kind of of like calling Dynasty Warriors 5 Extreme Legends, Dynasty Warriors 6, you can't do that. It just causes confusion. And like I said, I completely agree with Koei. In calling that, but is there other things? That's why I want to know. Is there other speculation from people? Like, what are, what do they like? What do they don't like? That's what I want.
1: People have um, responded a bit negatively towards um the character roster being slimmed down like this because now it's only twenty seven.
0: And you know what? I think people are gonna question me as soon as this episode goes out. People are gonna be like, "Bish, you're just agreeing with everything. You don't have your own opinions." But I'll be honest with you: a smaller character roster is far better because you actually get to focus on these characters' stories. Obviously, we haven't. Played the game it might not be like that i don't know but i do know that looking at previous dynasty warriors previous samurai warriors games the best games in the series and you can talk to anyone best-selling dynasty warriors game to date is dynasty warriors 4. for me it's five no (laughs) i mean in terms of reports like in terms of actual sales numbers the best selling game is dynasty warriors four and if i go up to anyone on the street at least within my age range when i speak to people like especially friends of mine and whatnot when I say, hey, I play Dynasty Warriors, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, man, I used to love Dynasty Warriors 4. Dynasty Warriors 4 is always the first game that they mentioned. There is a reason behind that. Dynasty Warriors 4 had a lot of, you know, the realism in some sense. Yes, it was kind of wacky at the same time, but it also had a small roster. So you kind of felt intimate with these characters in a sense, you know? You got to feel their stories. You got to understand them more. And I think people should take this as an opportunity to learn more about their characters, you know? Yes, their favorite characters might not be there. You know, like, I, I really like, Natora E and uh, what's it called? Now E, right? I really love them as characters, but I really want to get involved with Nobunaga, especially now. You know, I was really intimidated before to play as Nobunaga. and Now I'm just excited. So I think people should get more positive attitude towards this particular choice. And I don't think they've done it to be lazy. I think they've done it specifically to aid in storytelling.
1: Yeah, I agree. Honestly, like, of course, I love we get new characters like for me, it's like a, a double-edged sword, yeah. On one hand, I fucking love a huge ass um, roster of characters. I, I have to admit that because I, I love variety in characters. I love variety in movesets, attacks, whatsoever. But for me, it's like, if you have this huge ass roster, as you mentioned, we got now tora E, we got no masa If you have this huge ass roster, the more characters you have, the more characters that have already been there for a longer time, maybe, Mm. Or even new characters. It, it happens even with new characters. Either way, characters that you might like more than the ones that are newly introduced might fade into the background yeah. a lot. They like they would just not get really any or not that much screen time just because the new characters would get the spotlight. And I'm not I'm just saying that because people will love this character or this character. I'm saying this because I've had it. I've seen it so many times with characters that I loved, where I'm like, okay, but where's this character that I fucking adore? You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm sitting here playing the fucking story mode, and they pop up like one, like what, two times? Yeah, and like they get two cameos, maybe, and that's all. You'd see them smiling in the background because their lord did great or something that's all and the only the only other times that i see them is like free mode i also have to admit what i do hate a lot is when um characters appear as special npcs like they have their own design they have their own move move movesets and everything that's the only thing that i do not want to see like i get that there's a certain appeal to it but i fucking hate it like i will i will google forever how to unlock this character how to unlock this character and they're not unlockable (laughs) (laughs) like fuck let me play with this character so that's something i do not want to see i do not want to see a non-playable character who has a special design a special move set or something like that but i do not mind that it was um it's a slimmed down character roster obviously can see why people are upset because if your favorite character gets cut you'll be mad too or, or your main character but at the same time it's also like it gives you this chance of getting to know certain characters a lot better that you might have not been able to get close to in previous games because they have been overshadowed by others so yeah, much
0: and i i agree with that and it's it's also another thing that there are some people that are going to be butthurt the really um toxic part of the community these musou fans right that are like oh You know what i can't get to play as this character and they don't necessarily understand that because it's focusing on nobunaga you might not even see those characters in that timeline to begin with because they might have not even been born so it's like there is a logical explanation koei is not just removing characters because they're lazy and i've i've seen that online oh koei's being lazy they're not doing it to be lazy they're doing it because firstly it aids in story development aids in character development because you get more time to spend with these characters and secondly, yeah. it doesn't work with the timeline. Like, why would you want to see that? And I had a, a great conversation with Matthew Sainsbury in the DMs. And we had this little discussion about Yoshimoto Imagawa and the new character designs and how they've been, you know, scaled down a little bit. And we had a a, a little bit of discussion about Yoshimoto. I said to him, I was like, look, I really like the art direction in this game and the fact that it is more meaningful. And the fact that Imagawa makes me feel very intimidated. He, he makes me feel like... He's a very strong character.
1: Yeah, he looks actually, oh, he looks actually powerful. Exactly.
0: And what Matt was saying was like, it's much different compared to his clownish looks from before. And he said, it's a better character design because it actually gives the character more respect. He was not really a clown in history, and that is true. Although I
1: do have to admit that I think in... What was it? In Samurai Warriors... Was it Samurai Warriors 4-2? What was Imagawa in, in Samurai Warriors 4? I think he was playable. You didn't have a story, I don't think. Either way, like... In in his later um, appearances in the game, he to me seemed at least a bit more respectable because in the first game he just had this.
0: He was just goofy.
1: It was his attire that was like very like questionable to me because I was like, would anybody wear this to war? No, definitely. And and then like in three or four, he actually got like an like armor. He got armor. He got something like even if he's still a goofy kamari player he still has something that shows that he's an actual warrior i mean yeah of course in the first like it's a traditional attire in the first game but it's not for me i don't think it's like war attire meanwhile in four he's wearing fucking full-on armor yeah which 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 makes
0: sense and it kind of makes me think that they knew about this sort of new take for a while they really wanted to sort of set the framework from a a while ago to to sort of introduce this new reboot. Is there anything else that you've got from people, like any other concerns that we could address here and now?
1: Like apart from the fact that they think that it should not be called Samurai Warriors 5, I don't think I have gotten much more. Like the only thing that it did get was that it actually, like in terms of visuals, it looks great, but we know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we definitely, we know that. Yeah, of course.
1: But yeah, I haven't really m- received much else of that. I just, at this point, I know, like, they, they probably know that it's, like, risky, I guess.
0: Oh, no, definitely. They know like,
1: they, because they know that... The, the 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 community the players have gotten so accustomed with the characters and how they look and everything and now it's like you got this whole redo of everything and it's like okay the characters are
0: completely different or like at least somewhat different i really want to end off this episode with this particular point is that i don't think koi that yes they know it's a risk but the fact that this game is announced and coming out later on in the year means they've been working on this game for a While and it is quite polished that's that's just a speculation but i do feel that koei has learned from their mistakes with dynasty warriors 9 especially the fact that you know we can already confirm that this is not going to be open world and they've learned a lot from all of these things and this is what i like about koei at least the modern age of koei is that they're taking everything on board they do listen to you know the negative comments and the negative feedback and the positive feedback to make truly great games and i think here with koei at this point now is that they wouldn't take this risk, especially with such a big franchise, if they didn't think it would pay off. And I truly believe that they know that they've got something on their hands that is just going to be fantastic for the community and something that they could build off from. Not just a reimagining of Samurai Warriors, but this game to me feels like a reimagining of Koei Tecmo. Why? because this is the first Samurai Warriors games in a while that's gonna get an Xbox One release worldwide, including Japan, which is insane. They're taking that on board. You know, they wouldn't do that because let's be real, there's not many Xbox players that do play Samurai Warriors anyway or any Warriors games to begin with because a lot of us have kind of gotten used to the fact that Japan and Japanese developers don't really support the Xbox but the fact that Koi is doing that making their way because that's a big loss to them anyway to even put a game out on the Xbox marketplace with not much profit so they're taking that leap they're sh- sort of showing the way forward for Japanese developers in the future. And the fact that Koinuma-san did mention that this development team is new. Like they are quite a young development team. You know what I mean? Which in itself is a risk. To me, this game feels like a passion project and we are going to definitely see that in this game. And that's really all I want to end off this episode with. Jacob, thank you very much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. If you guys want to see more episodes with Jacob. Well, yeah, we are going to do more episodes because Jacob officially is a new host of the podcast officially finally
1: yay don't you mean again
0: once again Again. once again officially but i think it's gonna it's we're gonna have him on all the time now which is gonna be good oh
1: hell yeah tomorrow's our next recording it's about what are we um, talking about tomorrow? It's, it's 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 uh, it's about what is it about a, a secret project?
0: <laughs> You're saying a secret project because there is no episode scheduled for tomorrow. Stop no, 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 no! Don't listen to him. That's okay. that's not that's not true. Yeah, we're gonna have a double bill. There's two episodes. We're gonna have back to back Jacob uh, on the podcast, yeah. Which is good. That being said, big thanks to our sponsors Japan Crate, Crunchyroll, and J List, and thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for tuning in.
0: You know what? I miss I miss Joe. I just want him to say stay sexy, but that's a cool i don't know how i don't know how joe says says it how does, joe, how does he say joe, it? joe is like and remember stay sexy and don't remember uh, don't remember <laughs> don't remember guys don't stay sexy
1: <laughs> don't remember do not stay sexy and remember guys stay sexy
0: don't tell joe but i think that was the best stay sexy i've ever heard in a while thank you you know what you should know what joe says with stay sexy because you should be listening to the podcast a bit disappointed that you don't clearly <sighs>
1: I got diabetes